Welcome to the Small Worlds Podcast. My name is Corey O'Flanagan. And my name is Leanne Davidson. And guys, it's been a while. We're back. We're back. You're never getting rid of us. No, sorry for that, guys. We just had to revamp, reorganize. Our lawyer, loyal, lawyer. Our lawyer. We our got loyal, lawyer. <laughs> our loyal listener might be a lawyer. We don't know. But thank you. Thank you for listening. And we're really excited to be back. We kind of forgot how to podcast in this form. Yeah, it's a bit interesting. It's fun to be back there. We've got the wine, obviously, to help us through it. So we've got a we've got a homemade studio. So let's take you guys back. The last episode that we did, we got a van. That remains to be true. But that van has taken us through quite a journey. Yeah. Quite so a costly journey. Things my, started my out. Own. Things started out really nicely with Oyster. We had a really great run through three quarters of the NC five hundred with her, mm-hmm. which we will be talking about more on another podcast coming up. Um, That's but a big road trip around northern Scotland. In n- case you did not know, NC stands for North Coast. In, indeed, Corey just learned that right now. Not yes. NorCal. Not NorCal. <laughs> because in Northern California. Oh. Um, so we got Oyster. So we get to this uh, town and on the west coast of Scotland and had... Man, our hopes were so high. We were feeling so good. We, uh, we were well, working... Well, listen to the last podcast. We were so buzzing. Yeah, yeah. But we were, we'd gone through a few days. We'd been sleeping in Oyster. Things were going really well. We knew what improvements we wanted to make with Oyster. And then, Corey um, had so many tasks to do her up, and he loves a good task. I fucking love a good task. And I like to play my game and watch him do tasks in the corner of my eye. Yeah. Which is pretty much what happened. <laughs> but we were, so we stopped at this little coffee shop, and we we're doing some work, and all of a sudden, we go back out to the car. We had this great campsite picked out. I don't know if you even remember this. No. And then go to turn the key, and crickets on Oyster. Like, nothing. We just assume it was a battery, right? Just assume, okay, I must have left something on. It's got yep. to be the battery. Someone so will just jump us. I That's went fine. and bought jumper cables, got some person to try and jump us. Nothing. I think this is a European car. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. So we call a mechanic. Thank you, Shazza. Yeah, my God, my mum. Bless her. You know just how mums, they just live to look after you. It's, it's your mum. But she signed us up for the AA. And she hasn't used it in like six years. I used to be a member, and I was like, "Mom, I didn't use that for the four years that I lived here." I'm not for our pay American for that. audience. The AA is not is, alcohol. Anonymous. It's triple A in America, but it's just double A because we're better. But seeing as so, we do drink a wine every time we podcast, perhaps we do need the AA as well. Possibly. But um, yeah, so she paid for this roadside assistance, which got used more in this summer we spent in Scotland than my mum has ever used it in six years. Very worthwhile. So we get this, we get this like Scottish country guy who I'm pretty sure had been at home like having some drinks, wasn't expecting to get any calls come out. And we're in like northwest Scottish Highlands. The accent is so thick that they need to come with subtitles. It's crazy. Yeah, it was. Um, we couldn't really understand anything, but we tried to. So we were like, okay, can you jump it? And he was like, no, I can't jump it. I think it's your starter. It's not the battery. So I learned something new. I knew that this was possible. I never knew how to do it, where you kind of do a neutral drop start. So he was like, let's point this puppy downhill, get it into second gear. And as soon as we got enough momentum going, you can just uh, flip the ignition. She'll start right up. And then you can't stop running after that until you get to where you want to be. So 
We drove up to the top of this hill just outside of town, pointed her downhill, slept at a pretty steep angle that night, and then um, got up, went to the local mechanic. They were like... There was can... about 10 other motorhomes or RVs, and it's just camper, yeah. van, camper van crazy. The mechanics were having a good year in summer of 2020. And they were like, we can get you in in like two weeks. So I had left the van running with Leanne in it, and I was just like, we got enough gas to get back to Inverness. Let's just go all the way back. So we went back, got the starter fixed, went back out, trying to finish the NC500, got another couple of days... The midges, guys. We got to talk a little bit oh, about the fuck midges. Oh, me. They are awful. You know, my mum my has complained about them to me so many times. When I was in Australia, she would complain to me about midges. And I'd just kind of be like, shut up, mum. You don't get the marsh flies. You don't get the mosquitoes. They're just midges. Deal with it. I take it all back. I'm sorry, mum. These things are the real deal. They're not mosquitoes. They're mini mosquitoes. They get through the mosquito net. We call them noceums in America. And they are they have like seasons. I know in Florida it's like April or May or something like that. And, and they the flood come out. in the millions. Oh my the God. Millions. But they're not nearly as bad as they are in Scotland. You just cannot enjoy being outside. It's just impossible. So And even coming in from the outside, there was a time where we were both armed with disinfectant. Because that's all we had in the van. And there was, honestly, I'm not even exaggerating. There must have been hundreds of thousands of these little fuckers all over the van. And we couldn't sleep because they just eat you alive. Yeah, something to think about if you're doing the NC500, which we still highly recommend. But just watch when you're doing it and be mindful that the midges are real. And And try not to let them in. They're hungry. They're (laughs) bloodlust. So, okay, we're, we're back out and we're enjoying it still. We got a few upgrades in Oyster. She's starting. She's running great. But then we decide to go up and over. Where, Corey? Where are we going up and over? He's, he hasn't known this name this whole time. It's been a while. Um, I don't know the name of it. It's called the Apple Cross Passing. It's this stunning... Let me, let, me, let, me, let me defend myself real quick. Because we have crossings in America. And we have passes in America, and this is a cross pass. Oh, maybe I'm so. It's a double it thing to me. Maybe that's just me you saying very it wrong. Be. Probably. <laughs> anyway, Apple Cross. You can go around, or you can go up and over. Up and over. Oh my goodness, it is so beautiful. This I, might have been Leanne's first time driving Oyster. I think it was. So she was, oh for one. Hey, <laughs> I was ha- quite happy. I think this is the time that really put me off driving Oyster. To be honest with you. Um, but no, it was this gorgeous, super steep. I think I can't even remember the incline, but it's just like on a cliff face, basically. And you're going round. It's gorgeous. You have to do it. Consult our YouTube video because there will be footage. Um, but yeah, as I'm driving, Corey's enjoying the vistas. I'm like, okay, of course I've got to drive up this part, but whatever. I'll do it. And, you know, there's it's a tiny road and you've got all these motorhomes that are crossing up. So you have to kind of like pull into the side and let them go at really impromptu times. And so I pull in and let this big motorhome go. And as I went to go again, like come back onto the road, I didn't put the handbrake all the way down because such is Oyster, the handbrake. That'll happen. Sometimes you think it's all the way down. And I just revved, you know, because I'm on this really steep hill. And next thing you know, smoke is just coming out the front. And I'm like, Corey, that's not meant to be there, is it? And he's like, definitely not. No. But we pushed her. We got Oyster to the top. We got to, to the, the top. top. We were so close anyway. And, um... You know, the optimist in me really just wanted it to be a little, it was a hot summer day, but obviously deep down we knew. So we the got smell. to the top, got some <laughs> got some footage, enjoyed ourselves for like an hour, 
and then we started making our way down. We were supposed to keep going down the other side, but we went back because we were like, we should probably try and, as long as she's running, let's try and get back to Inverness. Um, woke up the next morning after a hellish night with the midges, and oyster fired right up, no smoke. And so we were like, huh, yeah. this is great. <laughs> but oh, how wrong we let's, were. <laughs> uh, let's still go back to Inverness, but let's take the scenic route. And we get about... I don't know, 20 minutes down the road on the scenic route and the smoke comes back. This time, it looked like so a, much worse. It looked like a steam train. It was just thick, white smoke. And this poor fella behind us was on a motorbike, <laughs> bless his soul. And he was just flying through and I could see in the wing mirror and he's passing and wafting it away. And lo and behold, when we drive to the mechanic in the nearest town, who is our mechanic? The guy on the motorbike. Motorbike guy ends up being. He was like, I figured I was going to be picking you guys up today. (laughs) (laughs) So we get that. We bring it back to Dingwall. We were looking stuff up. We had an idea that it was the head gasket, which is what it ended up being. Um, But we were like, you know, we're still willing. We still bought this van for so cheap. We haven't put that much money into it. We're we're going to continue down the road. But then the news came that Oyster needed some serious welding. She the whole, a whole body. The whole frame was completely rusted out and they were like, We're not gonna be able to like give this back to you or anybody unless you do this welding. Like I just don't think it's safe to be on the road. So we had to weigh the pros and cons and This like, was a really emotional time. <laughs> where we we'd we'd really we got a taste of that pure freedom of living in a van and being on the road. We wanted it, but guys, we really wanted it. And we kinda of went back and forth. We looked at more vans and we were like, Okay, we're only about three grand three thousand pounds deep right at this point. Which isn't so bad for a van. Cut your losses. Maybe we should just get a better van next time. Mm-hmm. We painted her, we decorated her, she we was put ours. some fake plants on the ceiling. She was ours. Oyster Oyster was and is ours. So we, we went for it and we said, do the welding. That whole fucking process ended up taking six weeks. So we had six weeks without Oyster. And then we got... And six weeks at my mum's house. who agreed to put us up for for like a month or so. Again. They Chaz got stuck David. with us for four months. Thank you so much. Um... Nothing like being nearly 40 and going to stay at your, your partner's mum's place. My self-esteem was <laughs> skyrocketing, guys. Through the roof. And uh, so then we... Yeah, so we get Oyster back after six weeks. But then it's kind of like a serious lockdown throughout the UK. Um, we're back up in Scotland. The weather's getting really bad. It's getting really cold. We start finding some leaks in Oyster. The side door is a little bit weighed down, some metal's bent, so that's leaking. And we let's got be honest, our... it's like six and a half days of the week, Scotland. <laughs> and you get about four hours of sunshine. It, it's wet all the time. Whether it's, If it's raining or not, it's still wet. It's damp, six it's wet, it's cold. Six and a half days out of seven, you're wet. And that's an optimistic outlook. Um, Beautiful, but wet. And then, so then we get a root, one of our roof vents starts leaking. So now we got to bring it back to the same garage. And uh, they have a look at it and they start, they say like, yeah, we can fix it. Um, And we wanted to get a couple of other things fixed, but we've still got a window that we need to get sorted out. We'll keep you posted on that. Oyster's janky still. Long story short, she started out janky. We painted her a little bit. But she's still janky. She's dry. But she's dry and she isn't smoking. And she's looking and running really nice right now. And she is our home. So we we did it. We did all the work that we needed to do. There's still some stuff that we'd like to do, but we're going to just take our time with it. And um, and then we run into this issue where it's 
rolling up on the um, Christmas. The second strain of Corona gets discovered in the UK. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm running out of time with my visa. I had until like the first week of January with my visa. Our plan was on the 27th to head over into France, but France closed down to the UK. And really everything closed down. I, my only option was going to be to go back to the States, but... Where I couldn't go? She couldn't go and didn't want to like be jumping back and forth personally and with Charlie. And so um, we got Charlie dual citizenship. We've, My grandmaster plan to steal Charlie and leave Corey is fully in effect. I hopped on the Twitter and was tweeting the different embassies that we can access from the UK. And we figured out that the Dutch would take us. Thank God As for the long Dutch. as we got in before Brexit, which was no easy feat. Corey, so you know what, someone finally took advantage of that. The last day of EU citizenship that I had. So technically I'm not allowed into the EU, but Leanne was able to help me get in. My refugee. I'm her long-term partner, um, which we really didn't even have to prove or anything like that. But Honestly, we, no one we, asked anything, just was, for a negative COVID test. Yeah, and that was I mean, it. I'm in here as a US citizen. They didn't really seem to be that worried about it. But we did get negative COVID tests, and now our plans are in action and we want to just take you through so Leanne why don't you tell them a little bit about what our plans are and what they can expect me I don't even know what our plans are to be honest they change from day to day but we come at you from southern Spain um, obviously COVID is still raging around the world so we are in a nice little spot where there's people around but they're not very close we're outside we're right on the coast um, it's sunny every day, which is obviously amazing. Um, yeah, our plan was to go through Portugal and kind of loop around Spain and then head through Italy and head to the Balkan countries. So we're both on the 90-day Schengen thing. Yes. So we've got 90 days in the Schengen countries, which if you don't know what that is, look it up. But essentially it's like 27 European countries that are all on the same visa type thing. And all those UK listeners, if you weren't sure what Brexit was going to do is going to fuck up your visa if you like to travel for a long time. So now 90 days, that's all you're allowed in for. And in order to come back, you have to be out of the EU for another 90 days. Yeah, you get 90 out of 180. Um, so then we're going to have to go to the Balkan countries for 90 days. Yeah. So that's Croatia, Montenegro, Albania, Bulgaria, maybe, no, not Bosnia, where's Bosnia? I think that's in there. Uh, Bosnia's there. Yeah. And then the plan is to do our... our three months out there and then loop back in and then head up towards Norway, Sweden, Finland via Switzerland, Germany, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. We have big aspirations for what we're trying to do this year. And we just want to say and be very clear, like we're trying to be as respectful as we can. I feel like we're social distancing just as much as anybody else. I feel like more than what we were in Scotland. <laughs> um, and we're very, you know, most of the people when you're out doing this van thing, if you find a park up that's got a few people parked up there, they kind of stick to themselves a little bit. It's one thing I will say is really weird after doing this whole van thing in Australia as well. Usually people are super sociable and you kind of get a park up. And I will say traveling through COVID, obviously we're traveling because we want to be able to stay together. Um, and That's it's the main option. point, guys. That's the main thing is that we are trying to keep our little family here together without having to separate. Because if we have to separate, we have no idea how long that's going to be for. And we don't want Charlie to have to go in cargo. That's another on thing. A plane. And she's got to drop some pounds, which yeah. we, she may have by now. 
Her grandma fattened her up. She gained two pounds in the three months that we were with Shazza. You know what? If you go to grandma's house, though, think of when you were a kid. And, like, okay, when I was in Wisconsin and I went over to your grandma house, there was always chocolate raisins on the counter. And I love chocolate raisins. And every time I just go and eat it and she bakes stuff and feed you. Oh, it's just the equivalent. She loves a good brownie and a good cake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's our plan. We hope that you guys will stick around with us. We're going to be trying to bring you all sorts of information, just kind of letting you know what our journey is. And for van lifers out there, there's going to be a lot of good info on what you can expect in different countries in terms of van life. And we're going to try and balance it out as if it's obviously COVID and then non-COVID, just to try and give you an idea. But that's what we got. And stick around with us. Thanks for listening. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, we'll catch you next time, guys. Charlie, got anything to say? Great. Thank you for your input. Bye.